0: Welcome to Hopestream, a podcast for moms and dads who have kids with substance use disorder or who are in treatment or early recovery. I'm Brenda Zane, fellow mom to a child who battled an addiction to drugs and who almost died from multiple fentanyl overdoses. So I see you and I feel your pain, and I created this space for people just like us. Hopestream is a space where we focus on you, your health, sanity and well-being, and I also bring expert resources to help you navigate this scary and confusing world of teen and young adult substance use. This is where you'll find your tribe, and I'm really glad to have you with me. So let's get into today's episode. But first, this episode is supported by The Stream. You might be listening to this podcast and wondering, Who else out there is dealing with the kinds of issues you are? Well, there are thousands of moms just like you who are struggling to help their kids and who want to have a more positive, personal, and supportive place to connect with other moms who get it. The Stream is an online Pay What You Can membership where moms who have kids struggling with substance use focus on their own health, wellness, and sanity with no judgment and no distraction because it's not on Facebook. We have weekly events, a book club, yoga classes, workshops, and great conversations. Being a member of the stream gives you an even deeper connection beyond the podcast where you get to interact with amazing moms and me every day. So if you'd like to hang out with us after the episodes, you can learn more and join us at brendazane.com forward slash the stream. The first two weeks are always free then you pay whatever you can. I would truly love to see you there. Now for today's episode. Welcome back, friends. I am excited to share today's little kind of snack sized episode with you because it's an extension of one of my weekly emails that got a lot of feedback from members in the stream and the folks on my email list. And I also think it's great sometimes just to have a short little nugget that you can think about and work on. Um, I do love to have long conversations with my guests, but when I have a solo episode, sometimes I think about you just running a quick errand, or you've got a quick dog walk, and you only have a few minutes. And so this is one of those um, bite sized episodes that you can listen to quickly and think about and also put into practice really, really easily, just in your day to day. So when I have an email that gets a lot of feedback from those who receive it, I realize that something is resonating. And so I figured that I would expand a bit on this topic because it's really simple concept that can help tremendously when we are faced with a difficult situation or just as we move through the day-to-day of life with our really challenging kids. The concept is related to motivation because I hear from lots of parents that they are absolutely pulling their hair out, trying to figure out how to motivate their kid or kids to make changes in their behavior. And this might be related to their substance use, but it's also around things like just getting out of bed on time to get to school or to log into school as they're doing right now or going out and looking for a job, or one that I hear a lot and and that I went through is tracking down the necessary paperwork for court cases and court dates. There's a million things that we would really love to see our kids doing, and parents are often desperate to find ways to help motivate their kids because the nagging and negotiating and threatening just isn't working. One thing that we do know for sure is that a person's motivation is greatly impacted by others. And if your son or daughter lives with you or if you interact with them regularly, their motivation is especially impacted by you as their parent. Another thing that we know through research is that confrontation hurts motivation. And there's a really interesting research paper that I've put in the show notes that goes into the history of when and why the United States in particular took a turn towards this kind of punitive and confrontational treatment approach in the mid-20th century. It's really long, but if you're a nerd like me, you will be really interested by it. Um, You can download it from the show notes if you're the kind of person that likes to dig into that kind of thing. But for now, I'll just say that it's been shown that negative confrontational approaches to changing behavior is less effective than positive, client-centered and empathetic approaches. And this is true in treatment settings, but this is also true in the home for anything. It doesn't even have to be about substance use. And what researchers and therapists know, and I'm sure that you have experienced, is that motivation can happen when the cost of what someone is doing outweighs the benefits. And so we might look at our kids and say, uh, well, it looks to me like the costs definitely are outweighing the benefits. But our perspective doesn't necessarily take into account things like the excruciating physical pain of withdrawal or having to face emotional trauma or even just finding a new group of friends to hang out with if they change their behavior. So there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't see. It can be really clear to us, that there are negative consequences going on, but they haven't quite gotten to the point where they are outweighing the benefits. So your son or daughter is definitely getting something out of their use, out of their substance use. It's solving a problem for them. It's actually a very effective strategy at managing whatever it is that they are trying to manage. So just remember, you're not seeing everything that's going on. The other thing about motivation that can be very frustrating is that it usually happens slowly, especially when someone is misusing substances. They aren't functioning from a clear, healthy brain. So they're not starting from the level that anybody else would be starting from. And so we really have to recognize that things might move slower than they would with someone else. So if you have two kids in the home or three or five, whatever it is, this one who is potentially using substances is going to react and respond in a different way than kids who aren't. So just recognize that. And what might look like progress and motivation today can completely disappear within an hour and not show up again for weeks. And so it can be incredibly tempting to just throw up your hands and resort to the nagging, lecturing, which really doesn't work. So then we end up in this really frustrating cycle of going nowhere. Luckily, there are some things that you can do that at the very least will neutralize some of the negativity and the downward spiral. And they can actually move things in a positive direction if you're persistent and if you have the tenacity to hang in there, even when your son or daughter is making you crazy, And the tenacity is really important because this is a long process and things generally, if you're dealing with a child with substance use issues, things generally don't just kind of spontaneously correct themselves. And so you just need to make sure that you've um, kind of fortified yourself uh, to have that tenacity to hang in. I like simplicity because I know that you have a lot on your plate already, and that life is probably fairly chaotic if you're listening to this. So I will talk through what I think is a simple way of looking at how we can influence motivation to change. In the show notes, there is a downloadable um, PDF document that will make this very easy and clear to understand. So it's a little trickier to do in a podcast because I don't have anything visual to show you, but I'm going to talk you through it. So uh, if you want to grab that, just go to brendazane.com forward slash podcast. You'll see this episode and you can download it from those notes. There are three visuals that I want you to create in your head or to jot them down or draw them out on a piece of paper if you can. And you're going to be drawing some faces. So you can kind of think of those as the emoji faces that are on your phone, if that's helpful. That's that's sort of the, the imagery I want you to have in your mind. And for the first equation, think about that red angry angry face emoji. I think there's also one that has some swear words coming out of it or something like that. So you can imagine either one that you like. And that's likely representative of you and your son or daughter, at least some of the time. There's usually some of this going on in the home. If that face represents your child, negative and angry, and then they are met with the same red angry emoji face, so whatever, you, whatever one you chose for your child, same one for you, the effect on their behavior will be even greater negativity and anger. So that's the equivalent of a giant red angry emoji face. This happens when we react out of anger or frustration or exasperation or exhaustion when our kids either do something that we don't want them to do or they don't do something that we would like them to do. It's those yelling matches that go nowhere, or it's the door slamming episodes that usually end up with somebody leaving the house saying really ugly things. So in your mind, picture... The red face plus the red face equals an even bigger red face. And you can even add on some decorations there if you'd like. A flame or an exclamation point, whatever it is, the gist of it is, it's bad. Now, the second image that I want you to think of is that same red angry emoji face that you had for your child and a yellow emoji face with a straight mouth for you. It's neutral, so it's not angry, it's not happy, it's just neutral. So now if you have your son or daughter with the red angry emoji face, plus you with a neutral yellow face, this will equal a smaller red angry face without any of the decorations, exclamation points or flames or anything that you put on it. The way that you get your face to not be the angry red emoji face but instead, the neutral yellow face is by working on your own stuff. So working on your own emotions, your self-care, setting healthy boundaries, allowing those natural consequences to take place, leaning into a support network, whatever that is for you, working with your on your own substance use issues if those exist. So in other words, you are taking care of you and your issues so that when you get hit with the red angry emoji face of your child, you can meet it with a more calm, healthy, and control response that will decrease their anger and negativity. So the end result might still be negative behavior, but it will be less magnified. So instead of you amplifying it and ending up with that giant red angry emoji face, it's going to be lessened. So you can draw or visualize the red angry emoji face plus your yellow one equaling a smaller red angry emoji. And you can take out the flames if you want. Then finally, if you practice these neutralizing skills long enough, you'll often start to see more neutral behavior from your son or daughter at least some of the time and often they will start to notice that you're doing something different and be kind of curious about it they'll say hmm my mom or my dad is responding in a different way than they used to and sometimes they'll they'll just be curious about it and then once you're feeling more in control with those neutral neutralizing behaviors you can start moving from neutral to positive And positive things that you could do would be things like reinforcing any positive behavior that you see from them, being genuinely curious about their emotions and their substance use, and approaching them with open-ended questions so that you actually are starting to have a dialogue and a conversation versus a lot of talking at each other or yelling at each other. And if you can do this over time and consistently their behavior can become less angry and negative. And remember, I talked a few minutes ago about tenacity. I know that this is not easy and it sounds like it might be too simple, but that's partly why I like this visualization. And again, if you grab the PDF, it's going to be a lot easier to see. That's why I think it's really important to have something like this, an image that can come to your mind really quickly when you're tempted to revert to negative reactions or responses. If you've got this in your mind, you can see how what you're going to say or what you're going to do will impact their response and their motivation to make changes in their life. So the final equation, the third equation, looks like your son or daughter as that yellow curious emoji where there's they're kind of have the, the scrunched up face and like they're thinking about something and you have a smiley emoji face. And if you want, and you feel extra generous, you can even throw in some of the heart eyes. And if you add those two two together, after the equal sign is a large neutral emoji face. Now I know what you would like. You would like me to say that there's going to be this big, smiley, giant face with heart eyes and sparkles and rainbows and unicorns. But if you have a teenager or young adult who's misusing drugs or alcohol, I am guessing that a giant happy face might not be a reality right now. And it's just important to know that it can take a while to get there. It's definitely not impossible. I think, though, that using some of these tools to get to a big neutral face is probably a welcome step in the right direction. You'll take that, right? It doesn't have to be all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. So the bottom line is that motivation can be encouraged, but it can also be extinguished. And so being conscious of how we are reacting to our kids, and I like this, just this visual of a formula is a way that we can be sure that we aren't discouraging their positive behavior and their potential for motivation and change. Now, I know, again, that this might be a little tricky to envision. So if you just go to brendazane.com forward slash podcast, you'll see this episode, you can get the PDF, you can download it onto your phone might be helpful just to have it there. And it'll just give you those equations in picture format. Also, if you want to get on my email list so you can get the email every Wednesday that I send out just as a way to support you and what you're going through, um, you can go to brendazane.com forward slash email and just drop your email there and I'll send you a, a short kind of one pager email on Wednesdays. And I would love to be able to do that for you. Thank you so much for listening to this short but hopefully informational and visual episode. And I will meet you right back here next week.